Welcome to Hid in My Heart, where we memorize God's Word so it can be hid in our hearts. Welcome to the October edition of Hid in My Heart. This month, we'll be learning three different scriptures. The first scripture we'll learn is 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. The second scripture we'll learn is Psalm 91, verse 1. The third scripture we'll learn is Isaiah 54, 17. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. I'll read it to you. And then I will briefly tell you why it is important for us to know this. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For every believer, it is important for us to understand that sometimes we will go through public humiliation, trials, tests, tests of our faith, and we'll go through these things in front of people. People will see us believing God for what looks impossible. And we can say, for the which cause, I also suffer these things. Yes, I may have lost some things. Yes, I may be sacrificing a lot. Yes, some of the things I'm doing may not make sense to you, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him. That's myself, my life, my body, my spirit, my soul, my mind, my future, my destiny, all of my hopes, all of my dreams. I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Glory to the name of the Lord. Okay, are you ready to memorize 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12? Great. I'll read this scripture three times, back to back, in its entirety. Then I will read it in clauses so that you can begin to memorize it. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Did we hear the rhythm? Okay, good. <laughs> I wanted you to hear the rhythm. So we're gonna break this down into separate clauses to make it easier for us to remember. Let's go. For the which cause I also suffer these things. 
for the which cause I also suffer these things. For the which cause I also suffer these things. For the which cause I also suffer these things. Good job, good job. All right? That was the A clause. Let's move on to the B clause. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed. So now, let's take that from the top and do the A and B clause together. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Now, I'll say the A and B clause together, back to back, four times. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Excellent. So, now, I'll say A and B together and give you the opportunity to repeat after me. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. One more time. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You did a great job. So we have almost half of that scripture memorized now. Let's move on to the next part. Here we go. I will read it and give you the opportunity to repeat after me. But first, I'm going to read it three times. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. All right, did we catch that rhythm? Awesome, we'll be able to sing this verse in no time. <laughs> so let's start with 
the, I'll call it the C clause, and it is, for I know whom I have believed. We'll just memorize that one scripture right there. Okay, let's go. For I know whom I have believed. For I know whom I have believed. For I know whom I have believed. Excellent, great job. Let's move on to the next sentence. And am persuaded that he is able to keep. And am persuaded that he is able to keep. And am persuaded that he is able to keep. So what I'm going to do is say that first and second part that I just had you repeat. I'm going to put it together and say it back to back three times, okay? I'm going to say it with rhythm, so catch the rhythm with me. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. Perfect. Now you say it with me. Let me say it and then you repeat after me. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. Excellent. So now let's take it from the top. Before we memorize that final part of this verse, let's take it from the top and put what we know so far together. Okay, are you ready? I'll repeat what we've learned so far three times and then I'll give you the opportunity to repeat after me. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. Now, I'll say that once and then let you repeat it, and then I'll say it again and repeat after me again, and we'll do that three times, okay? All right, great. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. 
For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep. Great job, great job. So now we just have one more part left. And in basically less than 15 minutes, you'll have this whole verse, okay? So the final part we're going to memorize is that which I have committed unto him against that day. And it may be a little wordy, but let me bring some perspective to it. You've just said that you know he's able to keep, but keep what? He's able to keep that which you have committed unto him against that day. Okay? So I'll say it. I'll say it four times, back to back. And then I'll say it three times, pausing, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me. All right, let's go. That which I have committed unto him against that day. That which I have committed unto him against that day. That which I have committed unto him against that day. That which I have committed unto him against that day. Now I'll say it and give you the opportunity to repeat after me. That which I have committed unto him against that day. That which I have committed unto him against that day. That which I have committed unto him against that day. Great job. Okay, I want to repeat the second part of this verse, starting with, for I know. Okay, let's put it all together right here. Okay, that, that second sentence in that verse. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. If you want to, you can put a clap there towards the latter part of that sentence to help you keep your rhythm and to remember the words, okay? Let's go. I'll add the clap. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I'll do it again. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. For I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. So now let's say the verse in its entirety. For the which cause I also suffer these things, nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep 
that which I have committed unto him against that day. Amen. Amen. And there we have it. Second Timothy chapter one, verse 12. Now let's move on to the second scripture we'll be memorizing. This scripture is Psalm 91 verse one. It's some, some of us should be pretty familiar with this particular scripture, but it's one that we all should know by heart. It's a beautiful reminder of what happens when you have a prayer life and a personal relationship with the Lord. You know where you are abiding. You know that out of that secret place is birthed your safety. God is your covering and we thank him. So Psalm 91 verse 1, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There it is right there. It's shorter than our previous verse. <laughs> so this should be a little easier for us to remember. We will break it up into two clauses. So I'll just say this verse in its entirety four times, and then we'll start with clause A. Okay, let's go. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Awesome. So now I'm going to take the A clause and I'm going to say it and give you the opportunity to repeat after me and we'll do that three times. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Great job. We got it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. That's it. Let's move on to the B clause. I'll read it four times and then I'll read it three times, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me each time. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. 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 Now, I'm going to say it and give you the opportunity to repeat after me, and we'll do that three times. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Excellent. Great job. All right. Let's start that from the beginning and put clause A and clause B together. 
He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. All right? I'll say the verse in its entirety three times, pausing after each time, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Excellent. You are doing great. Now, let's read that in unison. One, two, three. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's do it again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's do it again. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Let's do it one more time. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Great job. Awesome. You are doing excellent. Now we can move on to Isaiah 54 and 17. This is another scripture we are all very familiar with and we should all know by heart. This is one of those warfare scriptures that you can declare over yourself, over your family, over your ministry, over your finances, over everything connected to you. This is a decree, and when it comes out of your mouth, it is established. And I'll say there's a double anointing on this scripture because when it comes out of your mouth, it's established, but it already is something that God spoke, so it's already established. It's forever settled in heaven. And this is Isaiah 54 and 17. I'm going to read this scripture for you three times. And then, of course, we're going to break this scripture down into clauses and memorize it so you have something to decree over yourself when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, okay? We thank God that by his spirit, he lifts up a standard for us. And along with that standard, you go ahead and decree this word. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, 
and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Excellent. So now, let's begin memorizing this scripture. Let's start with the A clause, and that is, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. I will say it four times, and when I'm done, I'll say it three times, pausing after each time, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Okay, now I'll say it three times, pausing after each time, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Excellent. Say it with me. Let's say it together, okay? And let's say it together three times. Are you ready? Let's go. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Great job. Now we will move on to the B clause, okay? And it says, And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Okay? I'm going to read that for you four times. I'm going to repeat it over and over four times, okay? And then, as we know, I will say it three times, pausing after each time, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me. All right, let's go. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. All right? I'll say it, and then I'll give you the opportunity to repeat after me, and we'll do that three times. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. Excellent, great job, awesome. I wanna put the A clause and the B clause together, and I'm gonna say those first two parts that we are memorizing, I'm gonna say them together back to back four times, okay? 
and then I'll give you the opportunity to repeat after me. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Okay? Now I'll say those two parts together and I'll say it three times, pausing after each time, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Good job. Let's do it again. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. Excellent, great job. We are almost finished memorizing this verse. Let's go to the latter part. I'll read it. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. So that final sentence, we're going to also break that up into two parts. So I will start with, we'll call it the C clause. And I will read that four times. Okay, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Now, I'll say it and pause, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me, and I'll do that three times. Are you ready? All right, let's go. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Excellent, great job. You're doing wonderful. Let's say that together, okay? And let's say it together three times. Are you ready? I'll count to three and then let's go. One, two, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. Excellent, excellent, excellent. You are doing great. Now let's move on to the final part of this scripture. It says, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I'm going to say that four times. And then after that, I'll repeat it three times, pausing after each time, giving you the opportunity to repeat after me. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. 
and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. All right, now it's time for you to repeat after me. I'll say the scripture three times and give you the opportunity to repeat what I say. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Great job. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. You are doing excellent. Have continued confidence in yourself. All right, let's put the C and D clause together. That final sentence, let's put those two parts together. And it will sound like this. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Okay, so now let us repeat that three times. Okay, I'll say it and then you repeat it after me. We'll do that three times. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Great job. Now, what we have to do is put every clause together. And I'm telling you, you can do it. I'll say the, the verse in its entirety. I'll say it four times. And then, of course, I'll give you the opportunity to repeat after me. And then we'll say it together. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. All right, are you ready? It's your turn to repeat after me. We're gonna do this three times. Let's go. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Let's slow this down. I will give you the opportunity to repeat after me after each clause, okay, before we say it in unison. Let's go. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. 
This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Excellent. Let's do that again. Let's do that again. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment, thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. One more time. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Excellent. Now, I'll say it without pausing and you will say it with me at the same time. Let's say Isaiah 54 and 17 in unison. One, two, three. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Let's do that two more times in unison. Let's go. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. Glory to God and congratulations. You have just started on your journey to memorize three amazing scriptures, to have three amazing scriptures hid in your heart. God bless you. I love you. And may the presence of our Lord just continue to dwell richly with you. Amen.